We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, this is Joe Pizzapia, and with me on Friday, double dipping, we just banged out the NFL pod, and now it's time for a little Major League Baseball. We're so versatile. Really, we are. John McKechnie, how are you, my friend? Long time no talk. Yeah, a couple of jacks of, of all trades here, and uh, it feels good to be back uh, after, after my week off last week. Uh, went down to Chicago, made my first voyage to uh, Wrigley, <clears throat> excuse me, Wrigley Field, uh, then zipped on over to South Bend and uh, saw my uh, dirty Georgia Bulldogs take down the Irish. So that was, uh, that was quite the weekend. I saw some of the pics there that you posted. Very cool Savage. stuff. I saw, yeah, furious. <laughs> I'm sure that they were. Uh, good stuff there. Wrigleyville is a cool area, man. That's a fun place to be, especially if you're oh, yeah. a big baseball fan. That's just uh, that's one of those baseball meccas you gotta you got to hit at some point in your life. And we've got to hit this slate tonight. We've got a lot of baseball to get to. The Cleveland Indians might never lose again. We've got some big-time pitchers on the board, so let's get to it. Let's start top of the board. Chris Sale. Against the Rays, 11800 It's pricey. Do you want to go down this road? He's going to get Matt Andres. Certainly, uh, you know, Sale brings a strikeout potential. We all know that. He's had, you know, a couple of blips on the radar here and there, maybe showing a little signs of fatigue. And because of that, is that enough to kind of scare you off, maybe go a little bit and save, you know, maybe 1000 bucks. That that price is is scary, you know. That that's you know we're we're in sales slash like Kershaw slash earlier season Scherzer territory. But I have some hashtag stats for you. Uh, Ooh, sale nice. last two starts at Tampa Bay. Uh, one of them eight innings shutout, thirteen strikeouts. Next one seven innings, four earned, uh, but but twelve strikeouts. And then overall against the Rays this year, uh, five starts, thirty five innings pitched. 57 strikeouts. I can't quite calculate what that K per nine is, but it is uh, a lot. Yes. And and (laughs) meanwhile, his whip is 0.7 against them in a 206 ERA. So probably most of his runs came in that uh, four-run outing uh, down in Tampa Bay. But, I mean, this guy has absolutely dominated the Rays throughout the year. So um, I think the price is probably going to scare some people off. Um, But I, I, I do really like this matchup. 
All right, now if the price is scaring you off for about $1,000 less at 10.9, there is Robbie Ray who offers certainly the strikeout potential that Sale does. We all know that. Uh, this is another guy who's on fire. He's got three straight double-digit K performances, three straight wins, three straight quality starts, just four walks to you over that span. So certainly the control of Robbie Ray is in a good spot here. You know, he's been much better on the road. This is where he is tonight. He's on the road against the Giants. So the problem is the Giants not a big strikeout team. So right. because of that, do you say, you know what, give me sale for the $1,000 more despite the run that Robbie Ray is on? Um, yeah, I would, I would say I would take sale in this, in this context. And, uh, for, for as great as Robbie Ray has been, I'm not quite ready to accept the world that we're living in with an $11,000 Robbie Ray. I'm just not, not quite there yet. And then, you know, you know, on the other side of that Samarja, uh, you know, he's been pretty mediocre throughout the season, but he still presents a tough enough matchup. Uh, whereas, you know, for $300 less, you're getting Severino against a struggling Orioles team and Severino, um, is going to be opposed by Gabriel Inoa, um, who is going to get lit up. Um, I can guarantee you that the Yankees just kind of own uh, the Orioles at, when they play at Yankee Stadium. So I think that Severino is almost a lock for that win there. Um, so I, I'd probably say if, if we're going down this road, um, I'd probably save the 300 and go Severino. Yeah, I, I think Severino is actually my favorite of the cash game guys tonight just because – you know, I, I can spread the money around. I feel equally good about him returning value, at least somewhere in that same general range of sale. But you love the matchup. You know is not going to last very long in this one. It's in Yankee Stadium. Severino has put up 40 or more in his last five starts. I mean, he has just been as solid as hell. All right, you know, just because we have to talk about the Cleveland Indians, it's like a mandate now. <laughs> Trevor Bauer uh, at home. Trash-talking Trevor Bauer, man. Trash-talking Trevor. Is he always Trevor been, Bauer, though? Just, I don't know. He's he's an interesting case. Like uh, uh, Jeff Passan wrote about him in his book, and like he he's just kind of like this nerd that that taught himself how to pitch, and like he's you know obviously become a frontline starter now. But yeah, now he's now he's you know staring guys down when he strikes them out and pointing to the dugout. He's I, I kind of like this pugilist Trevor Bauer here. Yeah, he's gone full heel. By the way, if you want to <laughs> listen to something awful, have you ever listened to Trevor Bauer's rap? stuff oh uh, i'm not going to i can't oh, do that oh it's oh no 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 oh no and i'm not making this up this is a real thing he, when he went to cleveland he did a he did some sort of rap single and it is possibly the most wonderful thing you'll ever hear uh, i'll post it on twitter go follow me at joe pcp 17 after the pod is done i'll post it out there if you want to check it out the ghost uh, of grady sizemore is furious oh it's so bad dude it's it's so <laughs> amazingly bad and great and it's something like from the from the uh from the gutter to the grail, I think it's called, if memory serves. Like, is this like worse than like the the Greg Olson rap from his Miami days? I don't know. It's it's right up there. But I'll tell you this much: it's great because maybe it's like a giant foreshadowing of how good the Indians would be someday with Trevor Bauer in this rotation. All right, let's talk about uh, some of the guys. Uh, GPP wise, you've got Alex Wood going against Edwin Jackson in the Nationals. Uh, Wood, another guy, you know, maybe a little wear and tear through the season there still a pretty good option but the nationals are a tough sell for me right now you got james paxton returning going against houston that's also a tough one his first stint off the dl you know it's not a james paxton season unless you get a couple dl stints out of it which is just absolutely infuriating and now when you go down the rest of this group you've got the samarja possibility with a little oppo feeling you've got uh mark leiter jr you got rafael montero you've got sean newcomb it is um well, it's ugly. I mean, I'm just like, there's no better way to put it. There's not a whole lot of 
GPP ways to go. So that being said, if you're going to throw a dart on somebody, do you throw a dart on somebody like Charlie Morton based on Paxson being limited, based on it being Houston? Do you throw a dart on Jay Happ against Minnesota? Happ is prone to, you know, throwing out a good one once in a while. Where do you, where do you go when you see this from a GPP standpoint? Because I'm having a hard time finding it. It, it, it is tough for sure. Um, I, I think that the two guys that kind of stuck out to me, um, Carson Fulmer's a little bit interesting at 6,300. Uh, you know, he, he used to be a big time prospect, not so much anymore. Um, but his last time out, it was against the Giants, but uh, six, six strong innings, one earned uh, and nine strikeouts. So that, that you know, for 6,300 against a Tigers team that uh, has kind of packed it in for the year, um, I think that there's a, like at least a little bit of appeal there. And then if you really just want to punt uh, pitching. Um, I guess Tyler Chatwood might be an acceptable answer, even though it is at cores. Um, you know, he is going against the Padres. I mean, we're talking about uh, when we get to first base, uh, Will Myers is like 5,000 tonight. So give me, give me a break here. So um, I think that Chatwood, if you really want to go uh, against the grain, uh, that would be the move or him or Fulmer. Yeah. I, I think Fulmer probably the, you know, <sighs> It's just a hard. It's just a hard sell right now. Any of these guys, a hard sell for me. I'm I'm actually gonna roll the dice on Hap because okay. to me, Hap is a, a six inning kind of guy. You know, I, I know he's he's gonna at least be competitive. There's gonna be win potential there, and it, it is a GPP play only. I mean, we're talking about a guy that I understand his bad games. You're looking at like a twenty point pitcher some nights, and then on the good games, he does have like that forty plus upside. So right. that is there if everything breaks right for him. Uh, and, I, and I think it could potentially. I think there's enough strikeouts, too, in that Minnesota lineup that you can get excited about that. That's kind of where I'm going. All right, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum. Guys we're going to target and go against here. Uh, who are the offenses you're looking to gauge up? Because there's a whole lot of options. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a great day when, when Mr. Homer Bailey's pitching. Um, so I, I think that, I think that, and it's in Cincinnati. So, uh, those Pittsburgh bats, uh, suddenly become a lot more appealing, uh, for me, uh, maybe, maybe, um, maybe some Toronto bats going against Bartolo Colon, um, uh, some fit, you know, Philly's been, been hot with it, with their young bats. Uh, so Daniel Mangdon, uh, mustache notwithstanding, um, I don't think that he's going to pitch particularly well tonight. So I, I think that, you know, maybe sneakily, you know, you're not, you're you're not sneaking up on anyone if you're using Reese Hoskins, but uh, the Phillies might have some appeal as well. Yeah. That, that mustache is spectacular. It's you know, tremendous. I would pay an extra two to $300. It's to so, it's so Oakland A's. Yeah. It's all old school, like Joe Rudy, Oakland A's from the seventies. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, then I'm just sad for you. I'm just sad for you. And I'm showing my age. Not that I was alive back then either. But I'm a, I'm a student of the game, damn it. All right, let's damn get right. to – well, for me, it's the Yankees, but I think that's an easy one. Oh, the trouble yes. is always also trying to find, you know, Yankee bats that you can afford to, to roster. That's where it gets tricky. Yeah, because they've you know? all been priced up properly. Like Chase Headley's 3900 Yeah, well, exactly. And that's, that's, that's a tricky part there is it's, it almost becomes more of like a GPP stack because you can't possibly afford any of them in there. So you're talking probably more like Pittsburgh, like you're talking about Cincinnati. Uh, against Homer Bailey, that's probably more where you want to go. All right, let's talk about catcher. Luke Roy, top of the board, 38. Welcome to Colorado, son. Gary Sanchez, 37. I, I told you, expensive, expensive. But I'll tell you the guy who's been red hot lately at 31. Yes. My boy, JT Real Muto. Yes, Look sir. at him go lately, 20-something, 20 20-something, almost every night. I was an 0 for last night, but still, he's going against Jeremy Jeffress. Uh, he shan't be long for this one, I imagine. Uh, so Real Muto, I think a responsible mid-range catcher. 
uh, if you want to continue to go down this board and find some other guys here, uh, is it a Jan Gomes? Is it uh, if you get one of, you know, for some reason, maybe if Luke Roy gets a night off, maybe you get lucky and you get like a, a Murphy or a Walters maybe? Um, those guys are, are kind of interesting, but um, I would I would wanted to touch on same guy from a, the same price point as Real Muto, uh, Mr. Mike Zanino. Uh, he's going against Charlie Morton, so if you're on the on the Morton train, then you, you know you're probably not using Zanino. But Zanino's been you know raking lately, um, and he had, you know the the problem with him you know generally is the volatility and, and you know the the uh, high possibility of of a goose egg from him, but he hasn't done that in over a week. Uh, and he, he has a, you know, he's got amazing pop potential, especially from the catcher position, he even stole a base last night. So um, for, for him going against Charlie Morton, uh, the way that Zanino is going right now, I think that he has some appeal as well. And Grandal looks like he's getting a little tired here. I would stay yeah, away from he's him. Sleepy. And, yeah. And you know what? Sometimes there's opportunity, you know, GPP, maybe you want to throw it in there cause he's cheap, but I don't know right now. I, I don't think, that's the route I want to go personally. I think you can, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough spot here. I mean, a Paul Wecky, if Darno's not playing, that's another guy. Sometimes he's been hitting towards the middle of the order. You know, I know Travis Darno has been hitting, but he's, you know, always dealing with some kind of injury. Uh, he left with a right knee injury on Thursday. So my guess is he's not going to play on Friday. We'll see what lineups come out, but Paul Wecky might be a decent uh, flip on that one. You know, get the lefty righty matchup against sure. Newcomb. That's not a terrible way to go either. All right. First base. Will Myers, 4,900. Um, pass? I think pass. Hard pass. Hard, hard pass. pass. Super hard pass. Goldschmidt on the road, 42. Santana, 42. Cody Bellinger, 42. You really got this. It's a 4K range at first base. Votto, Freeman. I mean, this whole grouping is 4K or above. So we got to go a little bit deeper there because everybody knows Joey Votto's good. Everybody knows, you know, Santana and that whole grouping. So let's try to find where you can save and get a little cost efficiency there. Uh, why don't we eh, – why don't we go through and let's start with, say, a Joey Gallo. We'll talk about him from a GPP standpoint because there's a guy with massive home run potential. He's got a lefty-righty matchup. And if he is in the lineup, which I would assume he would be, Bud Norris, again, another guy I can't imagine being long for this game. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, I, I thought that was like a typo at first. I, ah, I that's what I thought too until I <laughs> – that's, that's, uh, that's what most that's what the, the Angels the, thought. The, the playoff-bound Angels starting Bud Norris in September. What a weird season, right? Well, that's what happens when your budget as a team is all wrapped up in guys like Pujols and Trout and you don't have enough capital to spend on starting pitching. They're not even paying Trout all that much, all things considered, but yeah, the Pujols deal, good Lord. Yeah, that's, that's our, that's our Ryan Howard-esque. Yeah, seriously. How about it? Ugh, so bad. But you know, that, that's a, that's a spot where I think, okay, GPP wise, he's in play. Uh, is a Yonder Alonso lefty righty matchup against Charlie Morton in play for you tonight at 29. Uh, that's pretty cheap. That's a sale first baseman for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I like that call a, a lot. And, you know, in, in that same range, uh, Smoke uh, going against uh, Bartolo, I, I'm surprised that he's still at 2,900. Like, uh, I know he, he dipped down a little bit lately, but I, I think he got back on track last night. Um, and then, uh, you know, as we mentioned uh, with those Pittsburgh Pirates, we got Josh Bell. Um, I like him a lot better when he, when he swings from the left side of the plate. Um, and, and, of course, it is in Cincinnati against uh, the guy that looks like Christian Bale. Uh, so I, I think that uh, all, the stars are aligning for, for, for Mr. Josh Bell tonight. I love I love when we get Homer Bailey because we always get to make that joke. It's just, yes, we it's, do. It's a good time, and he does. <laughs> he totally Christian Bale from the Machinist. Totally it's jarring. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, another 
Pittsburgh Pirate, if you want to throw him in the stack there because he hits in the middle of the order, it's Josh Bell. I know he's not thrilling, but, you know, I can say this. Of rookies in the last, I think it was like 10 years or somewhere like that, not a whole lot. I think it's only five guys that have um, 20-plus home runs, 80 RBIs, and 20-plus doubles. It's him. It's Mike Trout. It's some of those kind of name players. Ben Attendee just reached that list too. So uh, although it might not be a thrilling season, for Josh Bell, you know, from a DFS standpoint, I think tonight against Bailey, he does have some appeal, and the ownership will be low, so that's a positive. Those are those are two big positives. All right, it's obligatory. I got to talk about them. You know, two big names: twenty eight hundred Cabrera and Haley Ramirez. Either of those guys, you know, I mean, Cabrera against Carson Fulmer to me, I would I would take the plunge here twenty eight hundred. Yeah, I think I think you know, anytime that you, you're seeing, I, I, again, this is just sort of like. Wow, we we really are at the end of the season. It's been a weird season when Cabrera, uh, you know, is down in this range. So, uh, twenty eight hundred against Fulmer, uh, I think he can certainly take advantage of that. Uh, Hanley's burned me too many times. I mean, I, I this could certainly be a time when he uh, goes yard against Andres. But of these twenty eight hundred guys, uh, like you mentioned, uh, I would probably give the lean to Josh Bell overall. Yeah, I uh, I can understand that logic. I'm going to lean the other way. I'm going to lead with old man because I'm old and getting older. A couple of weeks, I'm going to be another year older, McKechnie, and that's just not uh, – it's getting rough, let me tell you. It's getting oh, rough. No. All right, top of the board, 5,200, Nolan Arenado, unless you're, like, throwing the Chatwood dark that you talked about earlier. It's going to be a hard pass there, too. Uh, Machado, 39. Seager, 39. Turner, 39. Let's keep going down this list. Let's talk about Todd Frazier. DVR and I were talking about it this week. Uh, you know, Todd Frazier, I know it's a righty-righty, so it's not as appealing, but you know what? He's flashing some power. He's starting to feel, I think, the Yankee Stadium vibe. And if you want to start with the Yankee stack, I think Frazier's the first one for me. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly the, the point. Like, you're, you're not using Frazier as a one-off uh, by any means, but uh, if you want to get a few Yankees into your GPP stack, um, that that would certainly be the way to do it. I mean, you know, it's going to get lit up. And then uh, the middle relievers that the Orioles are, have been throwing out since September call-ups uh, have been pretty atrocious uh, for the most part. Last night, a uh, prime example of that. So uh, I think that the Yankees are, are you know, a, a fair or a decent bet to get into the double digits as far as runs go tonight. And I think Frazier's a part of that. Yeah, I think that Donaldson and Rendon, also two very safe options. Donaldson against Cologne. Rendon, another one lefty-righty matchup. I know it's Wood, but still, I, I feel pretty good about him. Then let's go back to Bud Norris because we can. Uh, Adrian Beltre, let's, uh, you know, let's make sure that if, as long as he's in the lineup, that's another guy I feel very good about. You know, the contact rate for him is going to be strong. Just make sure he's in there and locked and loaded. Uh, Travis Shaw, I always tend to like a little bit more in Milwaukee rather than on the road. However, it is against the righty, Joel, uh, Jose Urena. So I could get behind the Travis Shaw 31, another guy where you put in the mix along with Cabrera and Bell, where you're looking for corners in order to afford one Mr. Chris Sale. Um, yeah, I like those calls. Um, what do you make of, for $100 less than Beltre, uh, Rafael Devers? Good, but if I'm going to save money, I'm going to go even further down to Moustakis. And, uh, and it's you know, just because I feel like, you know, with the matchup there with Bauer, I'm always looking for a Trevor Bauer implosion. I'm just never, you know, some things I just never going to buy, you know, and that's just, I just, it's going to, it's going to take a whole full good season of 25 out of 32 good starts for me to really just go, okay, he's good. And you even know, then we'll just be like, no, nah, that was last year. This is yeah. this year. <laughs> we'll I, 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 think Devers, I think Devers is a, is a really good play. I think Moustakis, I'll tell you what, Devers would be the cash game guy for me. Moustakis with his power, 
uh, I think I believe the power a little bit more of Moustakas, obviously I've seen a lot more of it, would be yeah. more the GPP. I think that's, you know, both very in play tonight, both I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfectly content in using. All right, let's go up to second base. Top of the board over at second base. DJ at 46. Yowza. Usually DJ is like the cheap yeah. guy in the Colorado stack. Not yeah, tonight. he's the one that we're always like, how is he How is he 3,200 and he's playing at home? But yeah, 46, uh, no thank you. Yeah, Jose Ramirez, uh, he's pretty good. 4,100. Last time I checked, he's, uh, he's not bad. Uh, right. Vargas, Vargas, the lefty tonight. Confirmed. I, yeah, I mean, the, the the misery is it's really tough to find some mid-range pitching where you can get some of these bats. So, you know, Chatwood's starting to look better and better against the hey, Padres. Man, yeah. The more I'm looking at it, <laughs> the more you start feeling it. Altuve continues to be a little bit suppressed at 4K, which I love. Dozier is even more suppressed at 4. Um, you know, uh, I know I said I liked Hap earlier. It doesn't mean I don't – I can't like Ryan Dozier, <laughs> too. Right. I can do whatever I want. I can like whoever I want. Stop <laughs> telling me how to live my life. <laughs> Then we got Robinson Cano against Charlie Morton. Cano is a guy that, you know, good, not great. Another one of these players where I wonder at 35, it's just not enough of a discount for me that I get excited about him. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. And, you know, anytime that you see Cano, like it is sort of in the middle of the pack in terms of second baseman, he always kind of jumps out to you because of like sort of the neighborhood he's in, you know, like the guys that he's around. It's like, how is he the same price as this guy? Um, but uh, you know, when you when you take the name out of the equation, you look at the actual production. You're right; it has been ra- uh, ra- rather middling uh, of late. I want to get your opinion on on uh, Ozzy Albies of the of the Braves because he's been absolutely on fire lately. But I mean, 3,800 seems like a lot. I know he's the speed is extremely legit, um, so that you get that kind of upside there. Um, but do you think he's worth like the 38? I don't because Yoan Kata has been hot too, if not hotter. And he's coming off a huge game with a couple walks oh, there. Yeah. He's got a good spot at 3,100 where uh, I like him against Annabelle Sanchez. So I think I'm going to say no just because of the other options. Not that it's a knock on Albie so much as there's just other ways you can go. I think Neil Walker you can even put in play as well. Uh, Kinsler I could put in play against Farmer at 29. You know, the more we look at it, because some of these players are actually some under 3K guys or around 3K and under, that, that sale – cash game lineup is starting to look better as you continue to go down this late and you realize that there is more flexibility than normal. I mean, there's, there's a lot of abnormalities where you get some of these cheap bats against some of these pitchers that are just not going to last five innings. I mean, if they get out of the fifth inning, it's going to be a miracle shortstop Francisco Lindor. He's pretty good too. He's uh he's what they call a player, you know, just I'm uh, looking now. Uh, confirmed. Yes. He is a lot of, a lot of crooked numbers. When you look at the game log, it's a, uh, it's a whole lot of crooked, you know. It's forty nine hundred, so I don't know how you afford it. Again, Chatwood. <laughs> the answer to all of life's problems Chatwood. are Chatwood, I think. Um, continue to look at shortstop, though. Who is it that peaks your interest right away? Is it back to Andrews and this whole Texas stack that we seem to be constructing here? Um, I do, I do like that a fair bit. Um, you know, going to that Cincinnati game, Cozart. I know he hasn't been as hot uh, as he was in the first half. Uh, Gene Gene, the hit machine. If it, if uh, your Mariners inclined this evening, then going against Charlie Morton. Uh, personally, I, I I've never gotten on the Morton train this year, so I, I'm more on Segura tonight um, than than probably uh, most people are. Um, but I, I think that he stands out to me. What do you make of, of Carlos Correa being down to 3,300 these days? <laughs> I keep scratching my head. You know what? Now, the opposite of is true about Cano where I just go, meh, okay, it's whatever. With this price with Correa, he is such a premium talent, and whatever's happening right now for him, I'll, I'll take the risk, especially with Paxson coming off the DL. The lefty-righty matchup, as good as a pitcher as Paxson is, and he's a wonderful pitcher. 
I just imagine he's going to be super limited in this game, and therefore I'm looking at bullpen, and therefore I'm looking at Correa. And, you know, I'm not sure how much I want to know about Dusty Coleman. All I know is that that definitely feels like an adult film star name. Yeah, I just want yeah, to put no, that out there. He, I don't know. he probably has Daniel Mangan's mustache, too. Oh, wow. There, there's your perfect – if you're going to make like a RoboCop cyborg kind of a <laughs> – that's, that's the way to go. Also, Corey Seager at 2900 another very cheap. There's a lot of loose bat pricing tonight, let me tell you, which also sounds like a film that Dusty <laughs> Coleman <laughs> might have been in. Over 2.5 million players have won cash prizes playing on FanDuel. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RotoWire and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription plus free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than 1 million in cash prizes. With your first deposit on FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Void where prohibited. How am I supposed to put in a full day of work after this? This is ridiculous. I don't know. This is work. We're getting paid for this, and that's why life is good. We've earned it. We've earned this. Damn right. Uh, I'm waiting for that daily show, you and me, every day. People need it. The people want it. The people have spoken. Right. Or we're speaking for them. Either way. Uh, Blackman, 51. Trout, 48. JD, 48, who's had a, a whole pretty darn good stretch here. But, you know, Everybody knows these guys at the top. You mentioned Reese Hoskins. The thing Derek and I were talking about just on yesterday's pod was, you know, what's impressive about Hoskins is the walks. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. his ability, the pitch selection at this age, which if I'm going to pay up for somebody, I'm still paying up for Hoskins. He's the most appealing to me of all the pay-up guys, more than even Aaron Judge, which, you know, if you asked me that a couple months ago, I'd say you're crazy, right? But right now, more than Stan, uh, Hoskins to me is that lock and load where I feel like, even if it goes wrong, I'm going to get a decent enough return where three times value, even on a bad night. No, I'm totally with you there. And uh, yesterday we were talking about Hoskins in the office after he went yard again. And uh, I was talking to one of the guys that's heavily into the prospects for us. And, you know, he was just raving about his, his plate skills and his plate discipline. So, uh, you know, this is, this is a, a guy in Hoskins that isn't, you know, going to gonna crater the same way that Judge. He doesn't have the same uh, holes in his swing or in, in his approach uh, that Judge does. But that said, uh, Judge against the Orioles at home is like a totally different animal. He's got like 21 RBI against the Orioles this year. Um, so I think he's he's a fine play, but I, I definitely agree with you that like I'd rather play Hoskins. But if, I, if I'm like $300 uh, short of doing that, then I'm fine with going Judge tonight. Yeah, I, I would agree with that sentiment there. Um, Nomar Mazzara, 37, that's another guy you can throw into that Texas mix. If you want to take a look at the lineup, try to figure out where you want to start uh, scoping it out. But I would definitely put him another lefty-righty matchup. Him, Gallo, we mentioned Beltre earlier. There's a lot to like here on this side. And if you continue up uh, as well, I wish he was cheaper, but if Jabari Blash was in the lineup tonight and he was under 37, uh, if he was like a 32K outfielder, I'd be kind of over him because he's got, you know, he's got that power potential. But 37, I can't do it. It's just way too much miss for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got Upton on the other end of that Texas game, 34. That's another one who's, like Correa, the price has been just steadily depressed, and he just steadily produces. So I'm fine with that. Like, that's great. That's like a building block outfielder. Here's another Houston Astros suppress. How about George Springer at 34? Are you buying him against Paxton? Um, you know, it's really a question of do you, do you think that Paxton's going to be Paxton tonight? And uh, I'm going to say be, no, because so that, far yeah. after the DL stints and he's come back, he hasn't looked good typically. He usually takes a couple games to ramp back up. That That's true. But 
I don't know. There's something, there's something about this Astros as far as the lineup goes right now um, that's it, scuffling a little bit for me that, to where I'm a little bit concerned. So, like, for $100 less, uh, McCutcheon, again, if you're, if you're building that Pirate stack, I like him a lot. And then uh, Mr. Mitch Hanniger, uh, since September started, uh, 411, 421, 679 OPS, or uh, slash line uh, with three home runs. So, that I mean, that's really encouraging. And, you know, he's at, he's at 3,300. So, if you want to go on the other side of that Springer game, uh, I, I think that Hanager is a fine play. Yeah, good call there. Outstanding. Jose Batista against Cologne, I think also in play and viable. Um, try to look for responsible punts. Matt Kemp, 2,900 against Montero. Uh, now that he's hitting in a better spot in the order, I think you can go there. Cameron Mabin, uh, again, you know, going back to that Paxton thing, if you want to go that route. Um, 2,800, he's another guy that you could throw into that mix. But, look, we've already found a lot of savings in the infield. I don't think you have to go too crazy here in the outfield. Usually it's the other way around. The outfield is where you got to find at least one of those cheap guys. But is there one just in case that's the way you want to go tonight that you like? Um, you know, and again, uh, you know, I'm looking down this board here and it, it's a little bit tough to find it. Um, if a guy like Max Moroff, I know I keep hammering the pirates here, but if he's in the lineup, uh, 2,200. So if you're like totally squeezed uh, and you need a near minimum salary guy to fill it out, um, you know, you look at the guys that are, that are around him, uh, Moroff is a guy that, that is a future piece for the pirates. I think so. Um, you know, if he is in the lineup, you could do a lot worse. I'll throw one out there too. Victor Robles, if he's in the lineup too, that's another uh, bright young star. If he is in the lineup, I know it's Alex Wood. The ownership's going to be 1%, but at 2,100, that's a guy that is better than people might realize. All right, you can follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKex. You can follow me at Joe Pisa, PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy.